This episode is sponsored by Swand, the British-Irish app helping expats find mates and dates down under. Whether you're single and looking for love with somebody from back home, or you just want to make some new friends who get your banter, join Swand, as in the bird, today at getswand.com. Picture this. Two single Brits living in Sydney, one English, one Scottish. We had to navigate the crazy world of dating. So they came up with their very own dating app, exclusively for single British and Irish expats in Australia. And what did people say? You know, birds of a feather flock together. Also, I felt like it was like, you may as well have it tattooed on your head. Where are you from? How long have you been in Australia? How long are you staying for? Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm originally from West Sussex in the south of England. I'm Isla. I am from a small town called Elgin in the northeast of Scotland. Isla and Nat, who became best friends after meeting in Australia, have now helped to connect thousands of British and Irish expats down under. I moved to Australia more than 10 years ago and very proud to now be a Brit-Australian. And I moved to Australia in 2012 to Sydney and I would now classify myself as a Brit-Australian. And Isla has proven that dating apps really can work after matching with her other half. I met him on another dating app. Obviously I thought he was cute, but also I noticed that he went to Glasgow Uni. I thought, oh, he's Scottish, which feeds into our thinking of, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So, girls, how did you end up in Australia? Did the whole backpacker thing when in my early 20s and have been to Australia, but then always had the intention of going back and moved to Australia in the first place in 2012. I went for one to two years. And next thing I know, 10 years later, I'm still in Australia. (laughs) Um, So I was living in mainly living the cliche in the eastern suburbs with all the other Brits. What visas did you both come out on? I'm guessing you came on working holiday visas. Yes, exactly. Went down the the typical path of getting a job that would sponsor me. Obviously, it's all changed now. But at the time, 10 years ago, if if you worked in a company for four years, that would give you a path to permanent residency. And then you basically did one more year and became a citizen. Yeah, so I came out on again on the working holiday visa. But actually, when I arrived in Australia, I realised because as an accountant, I could apply for skilled, the skilled PR. I didn't have to do it on the back of a company. But my boss at the time, his parents were Welsh. And I remember him saying to me, just get it. You never know when the rules are going to change. So right now you can get PR because you're a chartered accountant. So go for it now. I remember him pushing me for it because I didn't really need it. And it was the best advice. The best advice to get because, and I would say that now, you know, if you're applicable for the rules as of today, apply for it because in that time things have changed quite a lot. I actually could have applied for citizenship before I did because I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I applied for it, I think mine came through 2019. But since I've applied for it, it has all changed. So you need to have been in the country a lot longer than I think both of us had been. Now I think it's much harder to get citizenship. And Nat, you've just got back to Sydney after being back living in London for a while. 
I think I would consider myself one of those ping pong poms, you know, where <laughs> you love Australia, you love the life, but you kind of belong in both places. But certainly going to give it a good go again. But the pandemic hit my company when we were all working from home. They didn't mind me working from anywhere. So I said, could I go back to the UK? And so, you know, spend some time with family and think it's so hard, isn't it? We all love the lifestyle, but you're so far from family. So this opportunity to be able to work from anywhere was amazing. So the last kind of year I've been in the UK, but working for an Australian company. What's your plans now, Isla? Are you sticking around in the UK? Well, I actually came back because my dad was sick and he got sick very quickly and very unexpectedly. I was absolutely loving my life in Coogee, it's where I was in Sydney, and uh, loving my work and my social life. And then I came back and I think it was six, 12 weeks the day of my dad's diagnosis that he actually passed away. I'd actually decided to base myself in London when I came back and work and then I could just travel up at weekends. And then not long after that, I actually met uh, my partner, Tom. We hit it off very quickly. We actually came out for holiday to Australia in February 2020. Oh. Um, and then I returned back to the UK and very quickly found out that I was pregnant. And then 12 and a half months later, we had another wee boy. And um, yeah, 12 months on now, we just uh, currently up in Edinburgh with a current application for Tom's visa to get PR. Nice. So I'm a citizen and even though the boys were born here, they're actually both citizens as well. So I applied for their their citizenship and we're just trying to get Tom PR. Had Tom ever been to Australia before, before he met you? He had backpacked for a year after uni and had done the Australia bit and had never gone back to Australia. It'll be a bit different for you now going back with children in tow, won't it? I know and I do think that and that's where I'm sort of when I think about it I'm trying to think where we want to be. I've got two small children so I know that my life is going to be very different so it's trying to assess whether you know where we go back to and is Coogee the right place? Oh, no, I know Coogee's amazing but is it the right place where I want to be? You know my youngest has just turned one but I'm changing their life that's how mm-hmm. I feel. So you know they could be brought up in Scotland with their family near them. And, you know, I do love Scotland, but I don't think it's got the opportunities, the facilities, mm. the mm. infrastructure, which I would never have known and thought about before, having not lived in Australia and then seeing the opportunities there. So I feel that the lifestyle they could have in Australia is better than the lifestyle they could have here. So how did you come up with your app? So like Isla said, you know, our circumstances changed. We both were in long-term relationships and then found ourselves to be single again in in Sydney in our early 30s. And I think it brought us together and we were talking about the trials and tribulations of dating. And I think it was we were stuck in traffic one day. We'd been away to the Central Coast and we were literally stuck in traffic for about three hours so you kind of don't you think you get into deeper meaningfuls in situations like that and then we just were like oh you know we've been on dates with people from all over the world but the dates that always seem to go a bit better were with people from back home 
I think it's the the British banter or the Irish crack that was just kind of where we were having the best fun. We just started (laughs) coming up with the idea that maybe we should create our own app where we connected people from back home and that was where our app was was born in stuck in traffic on the way back from the central coast ah. we didn't realize this at the time but Nat and I have probably have always had a bit of a we could like do our own sort of thing like I've always felt in my head a little bit like even my career that I have right now I don't think that's my career forever. I still quite often think, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. So I think it was a sort of meeting of minds and that who'd worked in digital marketing and had all that experience and my experience from a finance background, we had such different skills, but they actually worked really well together. So we were like getting excited in the car saying, I was like, well, I could do this, this, this and this because I actually know how to kind of set up a business and from the finance and legal and sort of that side then that had all the experience of how you set up a business from the marketing side and then we just needed somebody to to do it and because Nat um had her con had another contact as well we were just getting really excited in the car saying we can do this it's not like we need to go out and find all these people to do everything like we can do this ourselves such a great concept we started to go to events and talk to people um, and start saying, would this be something you'd be interested in? If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, oh, I just wish there was an app I could meet someone, like a Brit from home. And I was like, there's definitely a demand for this. So, you know, it wasn't just a silly idea. We, we thought that there was some legs in it. Yeah. Yeah. And remember now we kept remember we kept it a secret for ages. Oh, yeah. so we made this pack <laughs> in the car and we were just sort of adamant. We're like, we don't tell anybody so I think we just I can't remember how we actually did that we thought people were going to steal our idea but in reality the going out and you know even coming up with a name a logo building a whole tech platform app you know and everything that goes into it it was very unlikely that it was going to be copied (laughs) yeah and I think part of it by keeping it a secret I think almost it kind of made it quite exciting as well so we weren't sort of seeing people oh we're going to do this so I think by keeping it like our little secret at the start we were able to sort of get established a wee bit it's just such a good idea I mean I've been single in Australia and when I was using dating apps I found that I was quite often looking for the symbol of the union jack in profile so that I would only match with people from the UK I was always like the fear if you do marry an Australian there is always fear of you lose your chance to go back to the UK it's so funny isn't it yes you kind of have that fear of if I meet someone from Australia I'm I'm here forever and you're so far away from family you love the lifestyle but putting down roots in Australia means oh I've decided this is this is a place and I've always really struggled with that I had an ex who was actually English, but he'd been in Australia when we met for about 14 years. His whole life was there and he was never, ever, ever moving back to the UK. I struggled because I felt like I hadn't quite decided where I was going to settle, but he he was so ingrained in Australian life. And I do remember when, even though I thought at the time I was happy with them, I do remember feeling I had, I had had this choice taken away from me and yes if you ever wanted to go back my partner is Australian so I have ended up with an Aussie (laughs) and um, actually that was one of the first big conversations that we had when we were dating before we became serious is I let him know that for me it's really important that I 
still keep in touch with my family. I may want to live in the UK one day in the future. And I had to know from him that he was willing and actually not just willing, but actually would want that as well. Fortunately, he did. Yeah, actually, when I think about it, most of my friends have actually ended up with people from home, mm. um, even though they are still out in Australia. I know a couple of friends who have ended up with Aussies because, and she had that conversation as well. She had the conversation of, you know, would you be open to living back in the UK, even though it wasn't what she wanted at the time, mm. to know that it was exactly the same, that he would be open to leaving. Whereas the difference with my ex was he was always adamant, absolutely no, like I would never go back. And he was British. And that was... Well, we've got it in the app, haven't we? I know an app is just an introduction, but we do have, it's one of the things that we wanted to put is your intentions. And so, but it was, yes, in the app, we have, what are your intentions? Are you going to stay for a few months? Are you here on a working holiday visa? Or, you know, are you planning on staying in Australia a long time? So that's displayed on somebody's profile, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the answers is, how long is a piece of string? Like, you don't have to answer it, right? But um, It was more just a sort of, yeah, to note that, you know, having been on dates, that is just, or not even dates, when you meet anybody that's not from Australia, it's the questions you ask repeatedly and you answer repeatedly. So we thought we might as well put it in the app. What else is different about your app to other dating apps? So we start, first of all, it did start off as purely a dating app, but this year um, we've launched mates and dates. So yeah, right. It's, we, it's now for friends as well, which is really good. And I think really important. And actually the uptake on that side of the app has been really good. Mm. Um, Can you just explain to me what you mean by that? So our app has two different modes. When you log in, um, you can choose whether it's dates or mates. So that re- basically means romantic or friendship. It means you don't have to be single to use our app. You can use it to find friends. And it also means that maybe people who maybe are sort of over the dating scene, you could maybe go on on the mate mode just to genuinely meet some friends because you know how many relationships end up coming from friendships yes. anyway. So it can take the pressure off it a wee bit as well. So what have you ever dated an Aussie? Yes. What are the issues that come about with dating Aussies as a Brit in Australia? Everybody is obviously different and you can't group Australians into one big bucket. So I you know, dated a guy for a few months from the country. We were probably a little bit more aligned because he wasn't surrounded by his family and friends and he had moved away. And even though he'd only moved sort of six hours, he still didn't live with his family all around him. So he was probably a little bit more in tune with my life of, you know, living by myself and away from everybody and sort of looking after yourself completely, um, which is very different to an Australian who had grown up in Sydney and hadn't moved away. And I've probably never dated anyone seriously that had been born and bred in Sydney, probably for that reason, because there's just a bit of a disconnect. Your outlook in life is different. Like it's not better or worse, it's just different. So you're probably not going to connect with that person you know, as well as you would do with somebody who has travelled a bit more or moved away from home for that, you know, those kind of reasons. So generally the Australians I dated were probably a bit more worldly and I've travelled a bit more or I wouldn't have sort of probably gone past a date with them. I just think anyone can relate to having a good date when you have things in common. You are going to have a more of a connection 
And that's kind of where the idea for Swand came about, is the connection to bringing like-minded people together. Yes. Has it been successful? Have you have there been any success stories from your app? Yeah, we're very pleased to say we've got our first wedding actually. Um every you know, get down is every single day. We've we've got thousands of users. We're not trying to be Tinder. We don't want to be this shopping cart of people who are swiping. We you know we want to make real connections and help people find yeah, mates and dates. And I see that you've got plans to take this overseas. So are you will you be introducing it outside of Australia? It you think it can work in other places. It could work in places where there's big expat communities. For example, we the next place that we thought we'd like to try and launch it is with the Antipodeans in London. Having had conversations with, you know, just random Aussies and Kiwis that we've met. So we really think it's an opportunity there to introduce the concept over there and it be really successful we've done the groundwork so it wouldn't take that long to launch again in another country but there's still a lot of work involved in doing yeah, it yeah every single day i'd say or at least three times a week or so we get a message from somebody outside of australia saying when you're going to launch it in dubai or when you're going to launch it in new york and i'm always like oh wow how have you how did you hear about our app? We've launched in Australia mainly only. Like, you're in America. How did you hear about this? This is so cool. So, you know, that gives us motivation, certainly, to try and scale it up elsewhere. We actually get quite a lot of feedback as well, which I just can't believe people take the time to message us. But we probably similarly get, you know, a message a week or a couple of messages a week just from people saying, we absolutely love this. This idea is amazing. Yeah, I still get like excited when I see those messages thinking, wow, like we actually have produced something and people are genuinely... It's helping them. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, like I was saying before, you know, at the moment we are still positioned ourselves as a British Irish expat app. But whether in the future, in the quite close future, it becomes the expat app. But yeah, that that's at the moment it's it's still predominantly British and Irish. So Nat, now that you're back in Australia and single, will you be using your own dating app? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? To be on a date and to say to someone, oh, I'm the founder of an app. I, mean, I definitely <laughs> would. <but sighs> and if you're a Brit looking to meet other Brits down under, you can find dates and mates on the Swand dating app. All the links are in the description to this podcast and on the Brit Australian website. I love making these podcasts, but I really rely on listener numbers to keep this show going. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please help us out and share it with a couple of your mates.